Hi, welcome back to a new episode of Flow Insider. I'm your host Nadia and my guest today is the wonderful Ellie McKinney. Ellie is such a beautiful soul. She is a wedding photographer from North Carolina and a mentor and coach for photographers. And during the pandemic last year, like many other creatives, she has focused more on the education side of things. However, her approach is a slightly different one. Ellie is very much into Enneagrams and how to use them as a tool to actually run a better business. So in this episode, she tells us how to find out how various types connect to others, how to better understand your clients that way, your partners, your co-workers. This is a super interesting topic and I was so excited to dive into this with her and I hope you take as much value from it as I did while talking to Ellie. Enjoy. You're listening to Floy Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication and art. Hi Ellie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. Well, it's not morning for me anymore. I was going to say, yeah, it's probably a little different on your end. Yeah. Uh, my day is like, I'm already, I'm ready for bed. No, I'm good. Um, I had a lovely day. I even managed to get out to the beach for five minutes and enjoy some sunshine. Oh. Um, yes, because I live by the beach, which is really nice. Uh, so I'm doing okay. And I'm really excited to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've had a few meetings this morning, definitely had some coffee and I just adore you guys in general. So I'm excited for this conversation. Awesome. Well, let's do it. Let's jump right in. Um, Love it. For people who, who are listening and don't know you, Ellie, can you give us a little introduction, like where you're from, where do you live? What do you do? What has brought you here? Yes. So my name is Ellie McKinney and I am with Ellie McKinney Photography based out of North Carolina. I focus on weddings and elopements and capturing all love stories. And I also mentor other photographers on the business side. And so I've been a photographer since 2011, but I have more recently taken it on full time. So full time for just three years now. Beautiful. How are you finding it full time? Oh, I love, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so what's funny is I have a little boy and I thought, oh my gosh, I can do photography part-time and be at home a ton. And then I like six months into being a parent, I was like, you know, I don't think being a stay-at-home mom is my journey. So <laughs> I um, love being a mom, but adult time and just focusing on romance as a job. How amazing is that? So definitely into it full-time and probably more, as we know, full-time photographers end up working quite a bit. So <laughs> all good things. Thanks for being honest about that. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Always transparent, which I guess we'll find in this conversation. But I think it's good to know that, uh, you know, for being a business owner or being a parent, it doesn't always have to look the same for everybody. So it's just yeah. fun to, to openly say. That's so important. And what did you do before being a full-time wedding photographer? Like, was that always the plan, being a wedding photographer? Not at all. So before I was a photographer, I, I mean... Like when I was younger, I used to help my little brother make his rap videos. I did videography. <laughs> I had you almost choking on your coffee. <laughs> we're, we're in England, so that's tea. 
Oh, that's tea. I should have known. I should have known. That's fine. Um, but that yeah, was no. a rap video. Oh, my gosh. He thought he was something. And then I was, like, having him walk down the neighborhood street doing all these, like, super cool transitions. And Shout out I to mean, you, brother, if he's listening. I know. Absolutely. Uh, I forgot what his what he called himself. Anyway, we don't need to go there. But <laughs> the, <laughs> in my adulthood, I actually I went to college for business and focused on fashion. So I work with company retailers like The Loft and Michael Kors. And mm-hmm. I even worked at Target in the very beginning. Um, so I had a retail background and I was focused on employee development always. So whenever I became a photographer, it felt like this piece was missing. And once I added education, I felt fulfilled again because I was able to not only focus on capturing these love stories, but then helping other photographers get to that place um, where they could feel confident in their business too. Beautiful. And I had a little peek on your Instagram uh, and everything you share is very, it's it's so beautiful. And there's so much that's focused on giving to the community and sharing and, um, and supporting other photographers, which I really like. Thank you. It was something where I, in the beginning I was like, are my clients going to be like, what the heck is she like? Mm. Why? <laughs> what is she focusing on? Mm. Um, so I decided just speaking to the point of being transparent. I sent all of my um, clients at that time an email that said, hey, here's where I'm thinking. This was actually I started the education side during COVID last year just oh, to you know, my time, I had more time than normal. And I just thought if I'm going to do this at any point, it's, it's going to be now, you know, I've actually got the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I emailed clients and just like, let them know that they're going to start to see a shift. But then I know if I'm teaching other photographers, I can be a much better photographer if I'm always education focused. So now it's like, they're my fans. They're like, yes, like, I love that you share all these things for photographers. And um, I, I do get a lot of entrepreneurs as clients. And so they like seeing the information too, it seems. Beautiful. That's so sweet that you informed your clients. I did. <laughs> that's, I did. that's so lovely. By the way, just a warning. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, if I'm having anxiety around this, that probably means I can solve it. So why not just reach out and be like, hey, here's what I'm doing. I never would have thought of doing that, but that's really, really sweet. And I guess, yeah, it is one way of of solving it and and letting people know what you're up to and also just strengthening that bond between you and clients. Well, thank you. So one thing that's very, very obvious, very quickly when going through your social media, your website, is how open you are and, and, and transparent and honest. And authenticity is a big buzzword, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> like absolutely. Very trendy, you know, to be authentic and to be transparent. What exactly does that mean for you? How has that changed your business or your life you know, not just, not just work, but your life. Um, is that something, you know, like a marketing strategy or is it more than just a strategy? Yes. The authenticity, such a buzzword. I talk about this in my captions too, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it became trendy for such a good reason. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. 
in the beginning, it was like, oh my gosh, you have to be authentic. If you love pizza, talk about how you love pizza. And then I'm sitting over here like, I mean, that's cool. I I like pizza too. But at the same time, Mm. we're more than just storytellers. We're more than just photographers. Mm. They're there's something deeper to us and, you know, the reason why we became a photographer. And so to be able to communicate that, that's where that authenticity comes in. But it's hard as new photographers to figure out what that's supposed to look like Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was, I'm torn because I'm, I'm excited that it's trendy, but I'm also a little annoyed because I feel like there's false information that some educators and and not to like say anyone is wrong. There's no right explanation for this, but it's for me about finding those core values, the why as to why you became a photographer and then being able to speak to it because not only are you sharing more of yourself so that they can understand who they're going to be spending their time with Mm -hmm. and trusting these memories Mm -hmm. to, but that, you know, at the end of the day, you have something that you can constantly speak to. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of people who mention that they don't know what to put in captions or what to write blogs about. And if you have your core values, you're able to go back to that time and time again. And so that's where the authentic self comes out the most. And then you're benefiting clients because they know what to expect. They know who you are and you're able to serve them on a higher level because of it. That's so, so, so true. Uh, It's like when you know your truth, you always have something to say. You can always speak from your truth. Totally. You just mentioned your why. Have you read Start With Why by Simon Sinek? No, I need to. Oh my gosh, you would love that book. (laughs) What's so funny is I'm a I'm a horrible reader and so I think it's more of an attention span thing and just my mind <laughs> going to all these different I'm a horrible reader but if it is an audiobook I can I can like my favorite time is to learn while driving I know that sounds sort of weird but it's just the best time for me to be able to attach myself to these thought processes and books like that and that one's mm-hmm. actually on my list it's incredible. Like, yeah, then just listen to it <laughs> if you can't read. Yeah, like, yeah. it's gosh, I, I've given that book to so many people. Um, I used to give it to everyone at my workshops. I gave it to friends. Like, I should get commissions for that you book. Should, you should be an affiliate. <laughs> I should be an affiliate. Like, I have emailed Simon Sinek's team a few times um, about other things, <laughs> not about that, but um, they they know me. They know my name there. It's it's such a go- fantastic book, um, so beneficial. I think you'll really, really love it. What are your core values? What is your why? Absolutely. I have two uh, mm-hmm. that I go to no matter what. I think if I were mm-hmm. to break it down, I'd have about five, but who has time for <laughs> the whole rundown? <laughs> so I think uh, the most important ones for me, number one above anything else, always nonstop for me is equality. So I Mm -hmm. want couples, no matter what their background is, no matter what they look like, no matter what they believe in, they are welcome. And I want to tell their story for who they are. Um, It started at a really young age for me in elementary school. I'm, you know, I've lived in the South in the U.S. (laughs) I live in North Carolina, you know, like where this area is not known for being super progressive. And so- For me, being in elementary school and noticing that people were being treated differently 
because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Um, never set well. I started those conversations really early with my parents and they were extremely just oh, the bright light that the world needs and, and were able to lead me in such beautiful directions. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me as an adult, I know that I can make a difference, even if it's on a super small scale. So mm-hmm. equality, all the things that I mentioned, I want every single person to feel welcome in my photography business and know that I'll also have their back in that too. Um, So that's the core value that I drive as much as possible. Um, And to be fair- I have goosebumps. Can you see Oh, I love it. Oh, I I know. I love so much. I love this so much. Oh, good. I think I could cry. Uh, You know, just- I know. Seriously, you'll get the sniffles. So- Um, I don't necessarily find myself fitting into a certain category, even though I am a white female, I struggle with the white community Mm -hmm. because I don't understand how people don't see this. And then Mm -hmm. I can't relate fully to the black community because I I have no clue what that's like. Right. So I'm in this middle ground where I'm, I want to have purpose. I want to make a difference, but I need to be super aware and almost mm-hmm. careful about what strides I try to make and how I try to make them. So, um, you know, and it's just something that's been huge these past few years, along with supporting LGBTQ plus, I mean, there is no, or, or someone who's even non-religious. Like I just want every single person to find a safe space within me, who I surround myself with, the vendors that I connect with, um, and people that I am inviting into these couples' lives also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's like the major core value. And then my second one is a little lighter, but still important, and it's a sense of community. So Mm -hmm. I want people to, it it almost goes hand in hand, but I want people to know Mm -hmm. that I care about more than just if they have like designer bridesmaids dresses, for example, or whatever it is. Yeah. I yeah. I want um, a feeling of, oh man, you would think I'd know how to word this. Not even family because I do like it to stay professional, but a sense of support nonstop yeah. from, from their photographer vendor. So yeah. Yeah, because there's this thing in the wedding industry. I was a wedding photographer for 10 years and there was a big thing about, you know, supporting your clients to make the wedding pretty, you know, to make it look good for the photos. Um, yes. You know, as, as you just said, to have whatever, if it's like designer bags or, or you know, yes. to... Like to, to support in that way and while that is nice <laughs> um and and beautiful and of course it has its place I think um there's support that goes beyond that definitely definitely and I think that COVID in general has been that mm-hmm. it's just made it even more realistic because people are going through way more than what anybody has to try to have a wedding these days. And so just creating that sense of community and support throughout that process has been Mm -hmm. huge. And I just realized how much more we could probably be doing whenever there's not a pandemic (laughs) that is affecting everything. So very true. Very true. And has, um, have you shot any weddings last year or 
to see like during the pandemic? I have. Uh, I have. So I have had some clients who have been like, you know what? We're eloping. We just want it to be the two of us. Maybe a few. Yes. And it has been so fun because they just choose whatever the heck they want. They rock it. They end up having like this dream vision that they're able to pursue because they're not worried about all of these Mm -hmm. guests and their food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I also have clients who like, love big weddings. And so they've found bigger venues to allow it or have done everything outdoors. Um, Mm -hmm. We're in a weird place here in North Carolina because we have rules and regulations. Uh, The consistency behind that, yeah, that's a little (laughs) interesting. Um, So just being able to again, be transparent, communicate as much as possible to understand Mm -hmm. what these couples are wanting to do their whys behind it and then trying to make the the best out of that for what's allowed. Has the last year and shifting a little more into education, um, how has that changed your, well, I guess it has slowed down your business a little bit with, with photography itself, right? How has that changed your work not work ethic, that's the wrong word, but like your work <laughs> mindset. <flow>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the flow and the hustle of it all. How has that impacted your day-to-day and, and just your mindset really? has? Ha- did you notice a change, a shift? Has it slowed you down? Do you appreciate that? Or how has that been for you? Quite the roller coaster. So <laughs> yeah, quite literally ups and downs and all arounds. I... Mm-hmm. The thing about, you know, this past year or so was in the beginning, it did feel slow. And I am a hustler. I do not like slow. <laughs> it just was something where I was like, I'm going to come up with more projects because this is not what I wasn't, you know, I, I told you about the stay at home mom situation. It was not my journey. I didn't feel fulfilled or like I could be the best mom. The same thing happened with COVID when Mm -hmm. all of these reschedules and cancellations for about three months where we had to stay at home, it got really slow. And I just thought there's this piece of me in my business where I want to teach others about very specific things. Like I don't want to teach people about their camera functions or any, I want to help these creatives on the business side. And Mm -hmm. I, redid my entire website. I said, you know what? Okay, sure. I'm going to take this route. And I redid my entire website with uh, flow themes, actually. Woo-hoo. Yes. I love it. I love it. Little, I want to do something. <laughs> I know. I know. Not even like purposefully plugging, but there it is. Um, and it, it just it. made such an easy layout as far as like simplistic, but to the point and just beautiful and let my images be the main focus, but then I can make an education tab so easily and just create something from scratch where I was like, I'm not doing this yet, but I'm about to. So everybody kind of needs to know what my focuses are because I'm not a mentor for a brand new photographer. I'm a Mm -hmm. mentor for somebody who has been doing this for a little bit and they want to be able to take it to the next level to hit that next big number of income or decide how they're going to grow their business the actual Mm -hmm. growth strategy of business planning makes me so happy. 
which I know makes me a really weird photographer. <laughs> but so during well, COVID, yeah. yeah, during COVID, I decided to make a business plan for the mentoring side of my business mm-hmm. and just jumped right in and continuing to learn from other educators who I wanted to be like or who I just see completely differently from and being able to base my uh, focuses around how I know for a fact I could impact others. Well, you you, you say you're a hustler. <laughs> yes. How, yes. How do you how do you balance that? How do you deal with that? Because like, you know, or what does your hustle look like? Like, how do you make sure... Sorry, I always ask like 15 questions in a row. <laughs> Honestly, that's, they all go together. So I like it. That's, that's in my head. In my head, they do. But then sometimes <laughs> I feel sorry for the person I'm talking to. I'm like, I, ho- I hope it doesn't like make them. It's kind of like one question, but I put it into five different questions. But like, yeah, how do you make sure not to overwork yourself? How do you take care of yourself, basically? I'm not so great at that part, and I'll be honest in saying it. It's been something that I've had to work on for a really, really long time because anything that I do, I want to be the absolute best at it. And, Mm -hmm. oh, man, it's Mm -hmm. I am much better than I used to be, but Mm -hmm. I have had to become somebody that I am not naturally, meaning organization. I've had to block out hours on my calendar for time off. And I know Mm -hmm. that might sound crazy, but I do an hour by hour schedule just to make sure that I don't work myself to death. And it's something I'm finally in a good routine with. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, I made mistakes that way and just became exhausted and ended up not liking photography because I would just like, this was back whenever I was doing family sessions and I would just do them back to back at a local park and just like from a mini session standpoint and would come home, sit in my car in the driveway and not get out, just sit there and cry because I was like, I feel like I'm just clicking my camera. I'm not connecting with people. I don't see Mm -hmm. how this is benefiting anybody because by the end of the day, of course, clients didn't notice any of this. So I'm being very vulnerable and voicing this. Uh, Mm -hmm. And while I did find some joy in it, it really did just eat me alive and made me realize that I have to take care of myself in order to be the best business owner that I can be. So for me, that looks like planned time off. So I just have certain days in my calendar that I'm off and it won't show up that I'm available for anyone else. Um, And then also realizing that a week off is not necessarily healthy for me. Working an hour or two every day for a week. Now that's super healthy because I still um, find the balance for me. And so I just give myself more quote unquote weeks off throughout the year, but then just touching base with my business. Um, But I'm looking to get out of that too. It's just been baby steps and stepping stones of figuring out why the heck am I like this? And what is triggering me to feel like I have to or want to work all the time and specifically being so self-aware that I can adjust and and stop myself 
from falling into those triggers each time that they happen, like an inquiry or somebody texting me, those type of triggers and being Mm -hmm. able to say, here's my routine response that I have come up with to help me separate myself. So let me follow through with this email template or automated response or whatever that might look like. And so it's taken a lot of work and Mm -hmm. I'll admit I'm not the best at work-life balance, but I am getting so much better. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that and for being transparent. Yeah. <laughs> to you, yes. use, use the word. That's obviously, yeah, that's a vulnerable thing. And if, especially like if you don't have something figured out yet to say, I don't have it figured out yet, but you, you're actually aware of it, which is super cool. Yes. So, so that's, that's the first step, um, I guess, to changing it. And it's interesting to me that you said you're you're trying to figure out why you're you are that way and and why why the heck you feel that way. Yes. <laughs> I guess on there there's that side of being your own boss where you obviously love what you do and you you can be immersed in it all the time and it's fun even when it's hard and even when it's a lot it's still fun. Um, and it gives you life and it gives you energy and it's exciting. Um, or just simply the fact even to just really want it to be a success and wanting it to go well. So we just invest like every waking hour into it. So there's that aspect. And then there's also the aspect of, well, how is that linked to my worth and my value? Like, what do I believe about my identity or my value if I'm not working? If, right. I'm not, if I'm not giving anything, if I'm not producing anything. And I think it's something we fall into so easily as creatives because we identify so, so much with, our, with what we create, with our product. That that's, it's so close to us that that becomes our worth as well, what we do. Yes, yes. It's not okay. No. <laughs> it's not okay. It's no. Very, yeah, it's very much not okay. It's kind of you still need as much as yes we are so you know interwoven with our art and with our creations but we still like need that understanding and that separation that's our work is not our worth like it has nothing to do with that right. um and, and we don't have to produce to be worthy oh i know i needed to hear that so i'm so glad that <laughs> that you covered that because I think all listeners can fall into this category and we just, we feel, we just uh, fear failure so much Mm -hmm. so that that's where that separation I've found for myself Mm. is harder because I Mm -hmm. do want to focus on all of these things all of the time and it's just not healthy. And it's beautiful that you are on that journey and um, that you're figuring things out. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, for sure. Talking about like self-awareness and journey and personality, you are totally into Enneagrams. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I've heard <laughs> and, so, and so I've seen on your Instagram as well. And I'd love to know, because you're an advocate for knowing, especially as a creative, I mean, anyone, but especially as a creative, as a photographer, you're an advocate of knowing your Enneagram number, and how to leverage that for your business and for your photography 
how how do the how <laughs> like do you want to yes <laughs> you want to elaborate on that like why why do I need to know my Enneagram number as a photographer and how can I use that yes I think the biggest miss is that people sometimes don't want to be fit into a box or yeah. they don't want to take a test to tell them you know the way that they are but What we have mm -hmm. to understand is that the more self-aware that we can become on how we're perceived or perceived, I can't even say the word, um, it makes the biggest difference in our business. Mm -hmm. So if we're not focusing on the way that we affect other people, are we really serving them in the best way possible? Mm -hmm. so, so impact, you mean? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And A little bit of background, my dad is a psychologist. Oh, okay. And so I like, yes. <laughs> so it stems from that. And I've been digging into person personality types for quite some time. And I decided to include the Enneagram into my mentoring because Amazing. if someone, of course, does not want to take the test, I'm not going to force them to. <laughs> but the I will be like, are you sure? <laughs> Come on, what a big deal, dude. Just do the test. <laughs> just do the test, okay? Listen to me. You hired me for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the Enneagram is a tool, right? Like it's not an end-all, be-all situation. It's a tool for us to understand what motivates us and on the other side, our biggest fears. Mm -hmm. And so what this can help us with in our business is exactly that. My biggest fear, I'll just give a prime example, is failure. And so the thing that I struggle with the most for business is nonstop wanting to work towards something to be the best, to achieve and achieve and achieve mm -hmm. and not giving myself time just to see myself um, as worthy outside of work. And so this is something that has helped me realize this on a deeper level and You know, this is where I came up with the game plan of how I would change my ways to better adjust, knowing that my biggest fear is failure and seeing things that were actually stopping me in my own tracks in my business mm -hmm. because of it. Mm -hmm. And so what people can see is that in all of these personality type categories, there's nine of them that are that make up the Enneagram. We as humans have a little bit of all nine in us. So it's not like you have to fit into a number and say that you are defined by this because you might be a different person in a relationship than you are as a business owner. Mm -hmm. But whenever you take the test and have that business owner mentality in mind, it's very eye-opening on how you're affecting your clients, the way that you're coming across, what motivates you to do more, doubling down on those things, mm -hmm. and then figuring out what is stopping you in your tracks mm -hmm. and making routines around changing that so that you can continue to evolve not only as a business owner, but just as a human in general and just be happier with yourself and your self-awareness. I mean, I don't know why anyone would not want to know that and would not, right. <laughs> I would not want that information. Information is power. Like it's so <laughs> useful. That's amazing. So you are an Enneagram, 
What number? I am a three wing two. Okay. So what this basically means is I, the three is called the achiever. <laughs> so again, that hustle mentality. And it's a buzzword where people, people are just like, ew, you don't want to hustle? Like what? Nobody wants to hustle. And I'm like, no, I'm the personality type who like loves that word. It's okay if you don't like it, but it makes me really happy. Oh, <laughs> I just then, need in your face um, how happy it makes me. <laughs> Just like I love it. I love hustle. What? I, why not hustle just to be able to have, you know, a better life and more time off later, or whatever that looks like. Uh, but at the same time, I have a wing too, which the two category is called the helper, and so that is why I didn't feel truly fulfilled as a photographer until I started doing education pieces and helping mm-hmm. others in their business. It just made me the combination of the characteristics combined with my background and what I had focused on previously before photography, it made so much sense to me after becoming more self-aware of the direction that my business needed to take. Mm -hmm. And so it's just made more clarity for the future. And then it's interesting, but people on my team, so I'm hiring a virtual assistant and I've got an associate photographer. I have somebody who helps me edit. It's not that it can be a part of the interview process. That's probably illegal. I don't know. I don't know the specifics. Don't <laughs> don't listen to me on that. It's probably, something's probably wrong with that. Uh, but I will say the conversations that I get to have with the partnerships in either my marriage or in business and just knowing how their minds work and there's explanations to why people react to everything or what their motivations are. And so it's just made me more connected with my team, with my family. And so it's, it's a tool that helps you become more self-aware and easier conversation comes from that. That is true. Do you do you categorize people in your head when you meet them, when you talk to them, or when you look <laughs> at their Instagram? You kind of guess in your head, oh, I bet she's a five or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you supposed to? No, no. you're not. <laughs> you're not. Um, so it's something that you, once you get into it, you're kind of like, ooh, I, I know everything. And you got to stay of, out of that mentality. Yeah, it's kind understand. of inevitable though, I think. Like if, yeah. if you're really immersed in a topic, it's inevitable sometimes to meet someone and be like, ah, I think like, and just, <laughs> just think that about them. What's cool is that, um, I'm really attracted to work relationships with eights, which are people who just sort of speak what's on their mind. There's not much of a filter, but I love not having to guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I love that part. And so what's interesting is that you can, you can think of eights as being so upfront or harsh, or you can start to think of their Enneagram and realize Mm -hmm. that it's because they don't like the unknown. They want to be able to be clear and concise. And so it's just understanding yourself, but then while you also don't want to put people in categories or judge other people, it's really nice to know the underlying potential reasoning to their behaviors instead of just judging harshly yeah absolutely that's very true let's play a game (laughs) i'm down let's do it i i am an enneagram four (laughs) oh yes yes (laughs) and uh i think wing my wing is one and three if i remember correctly um yeah 
what do I do now? <laughs> what, like, what, what, sorry, that's not a very fun game. But <laughs> if I come to you for help uh, in my portrait photography business, what would you say as a four? Oh, yes. Oh, love it, love it, love it. So what is interesting is I attract fours more than any other number Seriously? in my mentor. Yes, in my mentoring sessions. We need, we need lots of help. We need lots of help. <laughs> I think what's helpful is as a three, I'm extremely decisive. Mm -hmm. And so helping to understand what next steps are and when they need to be followed up on, because mm -hmm. as fours, they're such individuals and they know more about themselves and their aesthetic than what most people do. So whenever it comes to a branding perspective, they normally already have a gist. Like they already have their route they want to take yeah. and they know how to communicate it. They know how to communicate their personality. It's almost like they always have these phrases that just like mm. are their go-to. And it's just, I, I look up to fours because I'm like, why can't I do those things? Like, why don't I know that about myself? <laughs> Um, I had to hire a branding person to be like, yeah, your personality reminds me of like these colors and mm -hmm. here. And I'm like, oh, I can create a wardrobe around that. But mm -hmm. it's not something mm -hmm. where I went into it already mm -hmm. knowing. And so I'm partially a chameleon trying to fit into all of these pieces, whereas I really respect fours for just already knowing and having that sense of self. Mm -hmm. um, so from a business perspective, it's about communicating and then normally – it's around routines about constantly showing up. So mm -hmm. instead of getting down on themselves, I feel like fours are some of the uh, toughest on themselves. And that's the thing about the Enneagram is I can say I'm tough on myself, but mm -hmm. whenever I think of a four mindset, I really can't even understand on what level because fours do tend to be even yeah. harder on themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we work around these pieces and it's not like if we were to be doing a mentoring session, I'm like, yeah, you're hard on yourself and you need to blah, 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 blah. But what, what I do is I ask questions around that. Do you feel as though this is the case? What do you think is it about this that's stopping you from moving forward? Mm -hmm. Or why is social media becoming so overwhelming in the comparison game? And what- Oh my goodness. <laughs> I yes, feel like you're yes. talking to me. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, and I, I don't consider myself an expert. You know, Enneagram hasn't said, Ellie, you are an expert. <laughs> you know, like we, we trust you to tell people, right. It's not even the case. It's just how healthy is it to have conversation around these pieces in your business? Because more than likely, sure, there, there's all these rules you could follow for Instagram and what to post and what time. And but I just want to like, Ugh, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't appreciate those things. I want to dig deeper and help people find themselves and what's stopping them to be able to switch it up um, to get the success that they want to see. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for playing. Yeah, <laughs> what a fun game. I think I might be the only one who thinks it's super fun. But no, I, love okay. I love that. I absolutely love that. And it, that was so on point. That was really beautiful. Okay, cool. And and yeah, talking about like what you just said, like as showing up as as the most authentic and best selves. Like how how do you do that as a photographer? What are your top tips for that? This is not an easy answer, but I do find that we will always feel a little lost 
So even when we gain momentum and we're like, yes, we found ourselves. These are my core values. Look, I've written them down on my sheet of paper. Like I've got (laughs) these to look at every day. You're still going to get lost because we live in a world where we're constantly seeing the newest, next best things or new trends. That is a very Enneagram 4 answer. (laughs) We're always a bit lost. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And I feel like we can all, even for an Enneagram 1 who's all about rules, right? Well, Mm -hmm. COVID really threw ones for a loop because it's like, well, put all the old rules out the window, girl. We're starting over. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't want to take away from the seriousness of the moment. I love it. I love it. Uh, it, I, I would have to say if you are constantly asking for feedback and that's what we all don't want to do, but you have to, mm-hmm. even if it's in the form of a review, that's like your bare minimum where you have to start mm-hmm. because you're going to start to see the same words being used over and over or the same phrases, or you're going to be recognized So the more you can read your reviews, find those common terms Mm. and just be able to then speak to that. So whenever you're feeling a little off track or a lot of off track, reviews are a great place to just Mm. get your head back in the game to focus on the clients you already have instead of pushing and trying to be like some other photographer. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Ali. You're welcome. <laughs> that, was, that was a beautiful wrap up um, of our time together. Thank you so much for giving me part of your morning. Absolutely. This was so insightful and fun. <laughs> Good. Well, you're just fun. You made this whole thing fun. <laughs> I think this was just a, a great match today. It was like. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was really great getting to know you and talking to you. Thanks so, so much. I'm going to follow you on Instagram now. Awesome. I'll follow you right back. I probably already should have. I'm like, you don't have to say it. that, but I'm, I'm, honestly, <laughs> I'm honestly super impressed, super happy to have met you today. So thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate um, your time and your wisdom and your honesty. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're listening to Floy Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art. What a lovely conversation. I would say we did get on like a house on fire. Sometimes you meet people you just want to sit on a couch with and talk till late at night and never stop. What were your favorite parts about this episode? For me, it was the vulnerability and self-awareness that Ellie brought to it, being so honest about the things she has not mastered yet and the things she's still working on. It's something we often like to hide from our audience, I think, to appear like we have it all together, to appear professional. But again, it's that honesty that connects us to other humans, right? I also very much loved her approach to the Enneagrams and how to leverage that for your business. I never really thought about the fact that you might be one type in your relationships and another type as a business owner, but it makes so much sense and it's useful to know how you are perceived by your clients and where there's room for improvement, for change and for fine tuning your communication, right? Let me know your thoughts on this episode. What struck a chord with you and what stayed with you? What did you like? And if you're not yet subscribed to Flow Insider, why not? 
do it now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.